Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Hello everyone, I'm coming live again for my weekly podcast and today I'm going to answer a question because um, it's my Q&A session. It might be a bit shorter than our usual podcasts and um, that's okay. Now, if you have any questions you would like to ask me about intuition, about spirit guides, about using your intuition in business or any of the topics that we've discussed on this podcast, don't be shy. Head over to my page, The Intuitive Revolution in Business uh, on Facebook and ask me that question. There's a post dedicated for that that's pinned to the top of my page. But today I'm going to answer the question that's been asked in one of my challenges, which is what is the difference between intuition and psychic gifts? And I need to admit that the first time this question was asked of me, I didn't know the answer, but thankfully um, I do now. So that's why I'm going to answer this question right now. And it's an important uh, question because uh, my um, podcast is not the psychic business podcast. It's the intuitive business podcast. So I want you to understand who it is for and um, also the difference. So I believe, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I'm really open to debate and discussion around this, but I believe that psychic gifts are given only to a few, whereas we are all intuitive. So we've all been given at birth the gift of intuition, which is here to keep us safe. So this is used usually by us without being conscious that we have this gift. And um, I can give you a few examples of how it has helped me in my life. So let's go. And I didn't even know I was intuitive back then. So the first time that it surfaced in a really, really big way was when I, I was a, an intern. No, I was doing an internship as a lawyer in the legal department. Uh, in a coffee um, brewer in the outskirts of Paris, because I'm from Paris. I was born and raised in Paris, lived there for 36 years, and I moved to the UK uh, in my 36th birthday, on my 36th birthday, or a little bit before it, but yeah, that year. And what happened when I was doing that internship is one day I wanted to go uh, shopping Rue de Rennes. Rue de Rennes is a very commercial street in Paris. I don't know if you know about it. It's in the Montparnasse area. And it has loads of um, fashion shops, uh, accessories. But the thing I was interested um, on that street, and I was raised in that area of Paris, so it's a very familiar street for me. The thing I was interested in was um, the FNAC. And FNAC is a shop that sells books and music and electronic equipment, especially centered around hi-fi, um, music playing, and, and all sorts of things, but also computers. 
and it's an institution in Paris. Everybody goes there. They do you know, specific reports about uh, where they rate different equipment. So, it, and they're independent reports. So, it's really easy to decide thanks to their reports, which are free as well. Uh, I don't know if they still do them, but they did back then when I was um, when I lived in Paris. And so. Um, going to the flak was a regular for me whenever I have a bit of money because I am a book nerd. I love music as well. And um, so, yeah, that's the place I hang out the most often. So I was heading for there at the end of my working day in the legal department as a law student. And when I reached the Montparnasse station, uh, which was on the way to going home to my parents, I suddenly decided not to go. And it was an impulse and I'm not an impulsive person at all. I'm a very, you know, level headed, uh, calm, poised person who usually um, considers things very careful before making a decision. So it felt a bit odd, but I'm just like, no, I just want to go home. And I felt incredibly tired all of a sudden, almost as if I wanted to sleep um, one moment I was OK. The next I was I was exhausted. So I decided to go home. And there's only two stations between Montparnasse and where I lived, my parents. Uh, and when I came out of the Raspai station, which is where I've spent most of my, my childhood, um, I saw some sirens. Uh, I heard sirens before I even came to the surface. And when I climbed the steps to get out of the station, and then I saw ambulances and all sorts of things and, it, and police cars. And it was very noisy. And as I'm autistic, it kind of really um, hurt my ears. I had to put my hands like this. Never mind. I went into the building. I went upstairs. Um, it's a modern building with a lift. I got into the house and asked my mum if she knew anything about what was going on. She said no, because at the time we only had the news once a day at eight o'clock. So um, it was about 5.30. I had to wait until the eight o'clock news. And what happened at the eight o'clock news is that I found out that at ex the exact time that I was going to go shopping at La FNAC, a bomb was actually placed and exploded in front of La FNAC at exactly the time I was going to be there. That blew my mind. That completely blew my mind. I'm like, I was thinking, had I not listened to my intuition, which I didn't know it was intuition. I didn't even call it intuition. Okay. Um, but had I not listened to this nudge, let's say, or this impulse, I would have been dead for sure. And if you want to check that episode or what happened, uh, Attentat de la Rue de Rennes is actually an entry in the French Wikipedia that will explain to you all about it. I mentioned it as well in my memoir. Um, but this is a phenomenal story because it's the story of me saving my life without knowing that my life was at stake, thanks to my intuition, despite the fact I didn't know I was intuitive. So it's pretty awesome and it's pretty powerful. Uh, and funnily, because I didn't know I was intuitive, what this actually made me think about is about reincarnation, destiny. I was really interested in spirituality. I had branched out of Catholicism at age eight because uh, I just it just didn't work for me. It didn't feel right. Again, intuition, but I didn't know what intuition was. And I've never looked back. I mean, the Catholic Church has done such horrendous things and has such a toxic uh, culture around um uh, yeah, spirituality, if you call it that, that I am, I am really glad that I've, I've uh, parted ways with that religion. 
Um, not not to you know poohoo people who might still be religious or Catholic. It's just not for me. And I think it started with the fact that women were so looked down upon uh, in the Catholic Church. Um, but yeah, let's get back to the story, um, the story of intuition. Um, so it kind of prompted my interest even more into reincarnation. And so I started reading books about reincarnation. I found some really awesome ones, actually, that were recommended to me the following year. So this was almost like preparing me for what was to come from an American friend who was into psychic readings and into tarot. She was into all these things which were completely alien to me. Because if I haven't mentioned this before, I used to be an international business lawyer. Um, and I, well, I was a law student. I was very studious. I was very serious uh, and very ambitious. And readings weren't on my radar. I was actually too afraid um, that someone would tell me that I would die to go to a psychic. Um, so you see already the difference between psychic and intuition. You can be intuitive without knowing that you are, whereas you cannot be psychic without knowing that you are. Because if you're psychic, you have images bombarding you or messages or you hear things and you cannot miss it. It's been a really interesting conversations in my free group as well for female entrepreneurs who are interested in intuition, because the louder your intuition, um, there's, there's two camps almost on intuition. There's the people whose intuition are, is very subtle, very, um, uh, very quiet. That I am in that camp, which makes it quite difficult to actually follow my intuition. And then there's another camp of people who, uh, whose intuition is very loud, but usually they ignore it anyway. So the ones who have quiet intuition wish they had the loud intuition because then they wouldn't know, they wouldn't have to second guess, they wouldn't have to doubt themselves as to uh, what they heard, is that correct? But the ones who hear it clearly, <laughs> most of the time choose to ignore it anyway because they don't want to hear it. So that's, that's really, it's almost funny. So my, my journey into intuition continued um, because I, my friend that I met in my gap here in the UK um, took me to see a psychic. Now, here's what I think about psychics. First, as I said earlier, they actually you can become psychic at any point in your life, whereas we are all born intuitive. So that's one difference. Uh, very often people become psychics when they have an event that happens in their life that sort of shocks them into opening their gifts. And there's loads of memoirs. I'm looking at my uh, shelf here because I have some books on the side. There's loads of, loads of memoirs uh, from psychics who tell the story of when they started to see spirit or talk to spirit or see images and all that sort of stuff. It's fascinating. I actually, I read so many of them. I could not get enough. But the problem is I was putting them on a pedestal. And I don't think you should put anyone on a pedestal, um, not even psychics because you only get guidance from psychics at the level of their own spiritual development. So if the psychic gifts in, it, in themselves um, are not much, it's a little bit like if you had the gift of painting, but you weren't trained and you didn't know how to, how to really paint properly. Or, you know, um, if you didn't have any idea of how to use colors or how to use uh, perspective or how to construct a, a, a painting. So these things need to be honed. The skills need to be honed even when you're a psychic. 
Obviously, they need to be honed when you're intuitive as well. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you to hone those skills so that you learn. And I call that sort of like intuitive legs. So I'm here to learn, to teach you how to walk and then even run if you want to. Now, I see psychics as the athletes of the intuitive world. So these are the people who can see in uh, Technicolor, hear in, <laughs> in 3D, um, can feel, taste, um, all sorts of things. They have all their senses. There's not one sixth sense. There's actually five sixth senses. And then you add more layers to it. So the um, intuition and psychic um, gifts are very varied. And we all need to learn which way our intuition comes to us, okay? Psychics usually do this professionally. Uh, if not, it's because it's in their purpose, at one point or another, they'll have to face the reality and they'll have to start using their gifts because the universe will just push them further and further into using them, if that makes any sense. Whereas intuition is, you know, if you just have intuition as we all have at birth, you can or choose to use it or you can choose to ignore it. If you choose to ignore it, you'll have lots of very um, unpleasant experiences. And I'm going to tell you an example of once when I didn't listen to my intuition. And, um, but uh, overall, it's not, it's not as much a part of your purpose, but it's something that can completely enhance your purpose. It's something that can make your business much more profitable with much less stress. So it's more like a tool rather than a, a career, if that makes any sense. And I'd love to be able to hear your feedback on what I'm talking about. Um, but I don't because I'm recording this in my in my office on my own. Um, but please head over to my page if you have any questions about what I'm talking about. So as the psychics are the uh, athletes of this world, I used to think that there was either the athletes or nothing. And because I wasn't psychic, then my intuition was worth nothing. As I said, I didn't even think I was intuitive. It's only when I was told repeatedly that I should be doing card readings for other people when I went for card readings myself, that I started taking my intuition seriously. And if you've listened to the uh, episodes that I recorded for the launch of this podcast, you'll have lots of stories of women who went through the same thing as me and who didn't take their intuition seriously until they came to a point where uh, it was inevitable. They had to, to just take it into account. And for me, it came um, when I met my, my first spiritual mentor. She told me I was psychic and I didn't even want to hear that because I really don't like the word psychic because it's associated with some pretty negative stuff and there's the whole witch thing. I don't relate to any of the witch stuff. Um, even the tarot for me is a completely different tool than for most tarot, tarot readers. And very quickly, I became disenchanted with the tarot, not as a tool, but the way people used it, because it's like people wanted to, me to make all the decisions for them in their lives. And I didn't want to do that. So let's go back to intuition and psychic abilities. So I thought that if I didn't have psychic abilities like other people, if I couldn't see or hear like other people, then I wasn't psychic or I wasn't intuitive. But I was wrong because you can receive intuition in many different ways. And the way I receive intuition 
is through a knowing. I just know what I know without knowing how I know it. And the good news is the vast majority of you will be doing the same thing as I do. You know, it's quite rare for mainstream entrepreneurs to have the big visions, to hear guides, to see guides, to be completely tuned in, tapped on, you know, full volume. And one of the reasons why it's because it would be so distracting for us. At least I know it would be for me. Um, if I if I um, take my experience on when I saw auras as as an example, I, I was so distracted I couldn't do anything. I was just in awe of the magnificent of of the aura of the people that I saw, and I couldn't do business at that time. So maybe it's a protection for us to be able to continue in our normal lives, to stay grounded, to stay real. But the way we can receive our intuition then is through hints or little things that are put here and there. So that I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So the, set, the example of when I didn't follow my intuition and I had some dire consequences from it was when I was a young mum of a little boy. Uh, he was probably only a year. He was a toddler, I think. And me and my husband went to a dinner party with some friends who had kids exactly the same age. So we put all the kids in one big room to go to sleep. Of course, they didn't go to sleep, but that allowed us to have a good chat, a good dinner and have some time for ourselves. And when the party was finished, my friend, that was my childhood friend that we went to visit with my husband. She lived in an area in Paris that's actually quite dangerous. People don't know. It's called Lial. It's just north of the big uh, commercial center, but it's also an area where there's a lot of drug addicts. And this is an area where I also worked for years as a lawyer. So during the day, everything's fine, but at night it becomes extremely dangerous. Uh, it's also next to the Pompidou Center, just in case you know Paris, it's quite an interesting thing to, to know. And it's, it'll might save your, your life if you, if you know this. So anyway, I was, uh, I had to go and get the car because my husband didn't drive. So I was the one to, to drive and I wanted him to come with me with our little baby boy to go into the car together. Cause I had a feeling that something bad was going to happen to me if I went on my own. And of course my husband, as a lot of men do, or a lot of mm, other people, I'm going to say, just laughed and said, don't be silly. You're being far too anxious. You're imagining things. Just go and get the car. He definitely didn't want to go and get the car with me. And I gave in. You know, I didn't have the courage to sound like this hysterical woman who wasn't going to give up on, on her um, intuition. And, and in the end, what happened is I got attacked by a drug addict who um, not only scare the wits out of me, took all my money, but was also after more. And, and it's a good thing that I managed to run away from him, uh, grab the car and then go and get my husband. But I was really angry at him for not believing me. Um, he knew better after that about my intuition. Uh, we had an, an, although we had an incident together um, years before, before we were married, when we were students, when we went, I went to Spain with him on um like a, a trip to celebrate our graduation as lawyers. And uh, we were in Andalusia, which I absolutely love. This is um, a place in the earth that I absolutely love. And we were at a restaurant having dinner. And I said to him, I am not eating that meal. And again, he said, don't be silly. Um, this is great, you know, blah, 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 blah. He ate his meal, I didn't. And for me, that's really, really unusual because I'm usually 
hungry all the time and I wouldn't miss a meal for, you know, a fortune. But this one, I didn't want to eat it. And guess what? My husband was ill with the tourista for three days. <laughs> he regretted it. So he obviously didn't learn his lesson because when I told him that I didn't have a good feeling about going to pick up the car on my own, he didn't answer. And I was the one paying for the consequences. And I think that taught me to really follow my intuition um, after that. So the problem with intuition is that very often because it's negative, because when you're not trained, you're more likely to get hits, uh, hits like I did to keep you safe, uh, like with the, the bad meal in Spain and with, with the, um, you know, the, the drug addict in, in, uh, in Leal. Um, we don't really want to hear our intuition because that's something we don't want to hear. It's something that we're trying to avoid or, you know, maybe you have the intuition that you need to leave a relationship or leave a job, but you don't want to. And so you ignore it. If you train your intuition, one of the wonderful aspects that will happen is that you will manage to get intuition in a positive way rather than always in a negative way. So this happened to me uh, this morning. I was posting about the fact that I finally plucked up the courage to send a novel out to an agent. And I was sharing that on, in a, a very buoyant female entrepreneur group that I'm in uh, on Facebook. And as I was doing that, someone commented on my post or I commented on their post. I can't remember exactly how it happened. And suddenly I had an idea of how I could promote the launch of my Oracle deck when the time is right. And it felt super exciting. It's an idea I'd never had before that suddenly dropped in my head and that's a positive intuitive hit. And I know this is gonna be the way that is going to be best for me to do my, my launch for my cards, which I've been thinking about for several days, wondering, you know, what should I be doing? Um, and I just couldn't find a strategy that fit. And this strategy was literally dropped into my head uh, at a time when I was relaxed, when I was having a bit of fun, a bit of banter on a, on a post with another girl. I love that. And I want that for you as well. And what I want you to do to know as well is that the reason what I've created my business and the reason why I've created this podcast is that I am tired of the two camps of, you know, mainstream entrepreneurs on one hand and spiritual entrepreneurs on the other, because there's a lot of you who are not interested to go and do readings for other people. You just want to use your intuition for you. And I think um, there's a, a gap in the market for that. There's no middle road. It's either, as I said, the fluffy unicorns or the, you know, the, the, um, the left, left brain scientists or, you know, business people. And there's nothing in the middle. Or at least there's a lot of people in the middle, but who are not talking because they're afraid that if they do, and that was me only a few years ago, um, they will lose credibility as experts within the business world or if they're in, if they're in the um, psychic world, they'll feel like frauds because they can't see or they can't hear and they will feel that they're lesser than the fluffy unicorns. And I don't want that. I'm really here on a mission to take intuition and put it into mainstream business first and then all through uh, from primary school to all the way to university. I think intuition should be taught in all sorts of educational um, settings. So thank you for listening to my Q&A today. As I said, it's going to be a little bit shorter than usual. I hope you found it helpful and I hope you'll have loads of questions so that I have some, uh, you know, food for 
um, for content when I do my next Q&A session in four weeks time. Now, let me quickly check what is the, um, what is the next, uh, yeah, we have a training next week. I'm not going to reveal um, the, the topic yet. It's, it's a fun, really fun topic. Uh, but I look forward to seeing you again next week on the podcast. And please also know that um, I have a couple of announcements before we finish. This week uh, in my free group, um, the Intuitive uh, Business for Female Entrepreneur, uh, we have a five-day manifesting game. It's going to be super fun. So if you're a female entrepreneur, and I'm sorry for you guys listening, um, I will probably create something for you pretty soon, actually. I'm in touch with a man who might actually want to partner with me. But so far, the manifesting game is for ladies in my free group. So please feel free to join my group. And know as well that finally, we have the show notes for all the episodes on the podcast. So head over to the intuitiverevolution.co.uk, where you can find the show notes with all the links, including to links, the links to books that you can order and um, with my affiliate links, which would enable me to earn a little bit of money from this podcast as well. So um, this is the manifesting game. And then the following week, uh, starting on Friday, actually, so it's not the following week, I will open a pop-up group for my five-day prosperity booster. So if that's something that interests you, come first in my free group, warm up those uh, manifesting legs, and then we'll move on to a proper five-day challenge that's going to um, really ramp up your manifesting juju. Thank you so much for listening. These are my two announcements, and I'll come again again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, Give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.